Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It's a great day in New York City. As always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, There is a lot that happened this week, and I can't wait to get to it. And I think you're going to get a lot of information from our guests today. Uh, The week has been a great week in terms of whataboutism. You know, whataboutism, when you compare to, when you compare one person's event to another's and say, well, what about the fact that your guy did this? And what about the fact that your guy did that? Well, I'll tell you, everything is turned on its head right now. Because what we experienced this week in America was some very interesting things, starting with the fact that on Wednesday morning, the skies across America were silent as the Biden administration, FAA, forced all air domestic flights to ground after the decision failed, after the system failed. And the first response by the president was, he didn't know, and Buttigieg, the Pete Buttigieg, the Department of Transportation Secretary, said he didn't know. But for the first time since 9-11, flights were grounded nationwide. More than 740 flights outright canceled, more than 4,300, 4,300 flights delayed. Of course, President Biden ordered an investigation But as I said, he didn't know what happened and Buttigieg didn't know what happened. And they were quick to say, even though they didn't know what happened, that there was no evidence of a cyber attack. But, you know, my question is this. Why were all the flights flying out of the Kabul Afghanistan airport, flying from Pyongyang Airport in North Korea, the Beijing Airport in China, all those countries had their airports full op, fully operational and flying. So now we're trying to figure out what happened. The truth is that the FAA has gotten $5 billion from the federal government to harden, you know, its, its own grid and to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen. And where's the backup equipment? Where's the redundancy? Why are these why are these systems failing in the United States, but not in third world countries? You know, now they tell us it was one guy who made an error that shut down flights across America. The skies were silent for the first time in 21 years. Folks, this is a problem. This is a problem with the Biden administration. If it truly was due to one man's failure to put in the right card at the right time, then we've got real problems because the backup is not working. 
Uh, and by the way, Pete Buttigieg, this is a guy from small, it was a mayor in a small town in Indianapolis, and this guy wants to be president. You know, he, he's been a colossal disaster. He was on paternity leave the whole time we were dealing with a supply chain disaster. He was on paternity leave while ships were waiting off the coast of California. There was a trucker shortage because Gavin Newsom in the state of California would only allow certain trucks to travel. This guy, Buttigieg, was the head of transportation when we in America have experienced for the first time that I can remember colossal delays, colossal cancellations, not even involved in this event from this past week. This is a guy who was vacationing in Portugal when the White House was negotiating with the rail workers to avert a strike. This is a guy who uses private jets to have meetings in New York City with the ACLU. You know, I got to tell you, it's a nightmare. But the biggest nightmare, folks, the classified documents. (laughs) What about ism right there? You know, the president, Biden, is now uh, found to have had classified documents at the Biden Center, uh, which is in his name at the University of Pennsylvania, funded by millions of dollars in Chinese money. And of course, he's the guy, Joe Biden, who said that President Trump was irresponsible, totally irresponsible. And he says that everybody knows that I am very, very good about making sure that that secret documents and classified documents are protected. Take a listen to him when he is defending himself. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. All right. People know that. I don't know that. The truth is the, the Democrats knew about this before the midterms, folks, and they made a decision not to let it out until after the midterms. That way they could make Donald Trump enemy number one and any Republican who ever voted for him, and they kept it quiet. This is a gang that doesn't want you to know what is going on in this country. And at the end of the day, we find out not just some documents at that Penn Center, that Biden Penn Center, we found out, find out that he's got documents at his home in his garage. But he says, oh, oh, you know, it was locked. My Corvette's in there. Is this guy an idiot? I mean, really, with all due respect. Well, everybody knows I like my Corvette, so we locked those top secret classified documents. Of course, the whataboutism is through the roof. And we've got Hunter Biden living in that home where those documents were. Hunter Biden, of course, a drug-addicted, corrupt son of Joe Biden. And everyone knows how he's been for sale to China from from the get-go. So, everyone, today on the show, we're going to be speaking with investigative reporter John Solomon about what is going on with these classified documents that they were interested in. In and actually did go into Donald Trump's home, uh, guns a-blazing in the early morning hours, uh, but they're not doing it to Joe Biden when we know he's got those documents in his home. Well, investigative reporter John Solomon's going to be with us. After that, I'll speak with the CEO and owner of Red Apple Media, John Casamitidis, about the obsession that the left has with their green energy to the point where they want to take away our gas stoves. 
And later on in the show, I'm going to gavel out with my closing arguments. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Is the Judge Janine Show. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is an investigative reporter and journalist. He is the founder of JustTheNews.com, folks. JustTheNews.com. Google it. You're going to love it. Please join me in welcoming John Solomon to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers show. Now, let me just say a little bit about John. I've known John for years. John has always been the tip of the spear when it comes to investigating and finding out information about the left. And uh, he was formerly a Fox News contributor, formerly executive and editor-in-chief of the Washington Times. Um, he's written several books. The, the guy is brilliant. And that just take it from me, okay? I want to hear from him and not waste my time listening to myself. Now, uh, John Solomon, first of all, welcome, and I've got to get your take on the Biden documents, the Biden White House that has been so quiet, they hid from the American people, not just the White House, but the Department of Justice, the finding of classified documents in the center uh, that is funded by the Chinese. And then they disclosed that there were lawyers who found them. Since when do lawyers move boxes? Yeah. Let's start from day one, John. Hit it. Well, Judge, thank you first for that great introduction. Uh, listen, there's an old rule in politics. If you're going to fire a bazooka, make sure you're not in a glass house. And what we've now learned out with uh, President Biden is that he spent months attacking uh, President uh, Trump for having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago or documents with classified markings at Mar-a-Lago. The president argues are declassified. When he himself, who, by the way, didn't have declassification powers like President Trump, had similar sensitive, top-secret classified documents in uh, his home and including his garage and uh, his private office. So the political boomerang is significant, but the legal consequences are just as significant. Uh, now, All right. Let me stop you right there before yeah. you go on. So sure. they find these classified documents in a garage. Yes. I mean, you open that garage door to drive his fancy Corvette. I mean, you know, Mr. Cool thinks he's, you know, too cool. To be to have to follow the rules like everyone else. But these documents, John Solomon, were there for six years from when he was vice president. And now all of a sudden they find them. I really believe they're going to be more. And for six years, who had access to that Penn Center? Who had access to his garage? His drug addicted son who was sold us to the Chinese, you yeah. know, was in that home. He did. In fact, I think he, the son even used, uh, Hunter Biden even used the address on certain legal documents indicating for a period of time he stayed there, used it as a, as a legal address. Yeah, listen, sitting in a garage is not where you want uh, highly classified documents. Sitting in an academic think tank is not a place where you want highly classified documents because we know China, from all the great work that the FBI has done, targets academics, academia, universities, and think yep. tanks to spy. And let's just 
take that a step further now on a story that I broke earlier this week. The very university that Joe Biden got his post-vice presidency job at as a uh, no-show guest lecturer, basically $900,000 for two years of a couple of speeches. Uh, that university was one of the larger recipients of money from China over the last decade, $67.6 million between 2013 and 2019. And the vast majority of that money, $47.7 million, came in the two and a half years that Joe Biden parked himself at the University of Pennsylvania. At that's the Penn $50 Biden million. Dollars. Yeah, that's a large amount of money for any foreign country to give a university. Now, China's been handing out lots of money to American universities as part of this effort. That so right now you don't want you never want your documents in an insecure area. But when they're in an insecure area at a university that has significant allegiance or financial connections to China, that raises a stake. But now we're going to flip it one more and take a look at the behavior of this university and what it did after Joe Biden became president. So Joe Biden uh, gets this great job. China gives a lot of money. Gets makes some money. Goes to be president. He takes the two top leaders of University of Pennsylvania. The, the chairman of the board of trustees and the a university president makes them ambassadors. They get sweet ambassadorial ambassadorships, one to Canada, one to Germany, two of them. But last year, right after uh, the FBI director, Chris Ray gave a speech at the Reagan Library saying China's threat to America is as great as it's ever been. And one of the areas I'm most concerned about is their use of academia to spy on America, the use of universities. Right. Less than three, two weeks after uh, Christopher Ray gives that uh, speech, this university, the University of Pennsylvania, Joe Biden's old employer, goes to the Justice Department, sends out an open letter from its, uh, its uh, scholars, its professors, urging the Justice Department to end the FBI's long and very successful investigation into academia, uh, Chinese academic spying. Within 13 days of that letter becoming public, Merrick Garland does exactly what the university wants, exactly what the FBI director doesn't want. He orders the end of the FBI's China initiative, one of the most successful counter-espionage programs the FBI ever launched against Chinese spies in American academia. So this university takes money, employs Joe Biden, then does the bidding of China, trying to force the closure of this very important FBI program, and the Biden administration complies with the all right so plan. john solomon the university that housed the biden center where they had top secret documents uh, or at least classified documents about ukraine of uh, the united kingdom and what was iran. the other country iran iran, iran. okay yeah. they press to end the fbi china spy probe after beijing donations and so beijing paid to stop the spy probe Okay, and and Biden Biden accommodates them, John Solomon. That's it. And how many times have we seen the Biden administration or Joe Biden himself appease China? Back in 2019, when even Democrats were saying China's a growing threat on the campaign trail, Joe Biden was saying, ah, China's not an enemy. He's a friend. We're okay. I'm not worried about them. The the Pacific uh, leader of the uh, the, uh, Navy's Pacific leader has been worried about it. The FBI's worried about it. The CIA's worried about it. For some reason, Joe Biden was out there taking the China line, which is it. Now, why do we why do we have so much concern? Because at the same time, all this money's flowing to the university and Joe Biden gets to sweetheart job at the university. His son, Hunter Biden, is arranging a deal. 2017, the exact same year, his son is arranging a deal with Chinese officials 
to create an energy company in the United States that will take natural gas from the United States away from America, mm-hmm. send it over to China. The Biden family gets a $5 million interest-free forgivable loon. This is before students got that's, forgivable that's, loans. That's money, okay? It's, a forgivable loan is, is just cash. So Hunter Biden million, lives— it. it. was free cash. And Hunter Biden now lives lived at the Delaware home where the classified documents were kept. So he has access to them. Hell, they're sitting in the garage. Probably the garbage men had yeah. access to them as well. And yeah, now Joe Biden, who says, you know, in the whole left— mainstream media, the nothing to see here, people, all the what about is, well, there were only 10. Then we find out there's more than 10. And are there 10 documents or 10 piles of documents? I'm not really clear on that yet. In the meantime, the Biden family's getting millions here. And, you know, so then it was so obvious. Merrick Garland comes out and he says he doesn't have a choice but to but to uh, assign a special counsel to investigate. Yeah. Now, I believe there are more documents. I mean, if you're so sloppy, you've got them all over the place. And by the way, how John Solomon, do his lawyers find it? Somebody must have found it before the lawyers because the lawyers don't move boxes. Yeah, that's that is the I think there is either a, a shorthanding of this story or there's something we don't yet know. And of course, I don't want to assume facts, not in evidence. yet. So we're going to keep digging. But first, look at the timing of it. It's a few days before Republicans are obviously going to take over Congress. And all of a sudden, Joe Biden finds documents, and he has the same problem uh, that he's been accusing uh, President Trump of having. Uh, that timing is very concerning. And then they, they find it on November 2nd. They uh, notify the Justice Which Department is six days, John Solomon. Six yeah. days they find it before the midterms. And they don't the, tell us. Yep, go ahead. Yep, they don't tell us. And then on November 18th, Attorney General Merrick Garland stands up before the American people and says, I'm appointing a special prosecutor to investigate President Trump and these documents at Mar-a-Lago. He doesn't tell us then that the current president, his boss, has the same problem. He keeps us in the dark then. On December 20th, a second discovery of documents are made. The first discovery was at the Penn-Biden Center at University of Pennsylvania. The second is in Joe Biden's personal home. They don't mm-hmm. tell us before Christmas. On January 5th, they find another round of documents, not in the garage this time, but in somewhere else in the house. They don't tell us again. It isn't until there's a media leak by someone uh, this week that we finally learned uh, from the same Justice Department that was promising us for transparency. Oh, yeah. They've been knowing about this for three months. The the failure to disclose creates a lot of erosion of trust in Congress and in the American public. Who identified them? Who had them? How about fingerprints? Whose fingerprints are on them? Are Hunter Biden's fingerprints on those documents? That's what I want to know, John Solomon. It is uh, a, a set of questions we need answered, right? We need to go keep digging. We're at the beginning of a very large onion. We're going to peel it back layer by layer. I think we're going to get very little from the Justice Department. The special counsel's prosecutor will basically wall off information from us. We won't see very much in the public. Where we will get information is with people like Congressman Jim Jordan and more, uh, and more likely Congressman James Comer. Last night, uh, Congressman James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, announced on my show that he has expanded the Biden family investigation to not only look at the documents, which he mentioned on Tuesday, but to look at the flow of money to this, China, uh, to this university from China during the time that Joe Biden's here and all the things that the university does that may or may not be aligned with Chinese policy. And could that have been a further compromise of the Biden family? Because the money to the university and Joe Biden's job comes at the exact same time his son is creating a similar deal with China. It looked like China is targeting the Biden family from multiple locations, according to the chairman. That's going to become a big focus. This is going to be more than just the discovery of documents. It's the entree 
into the China intrusion into the Biden family. John Solomon from JustTheNews.com, we thank you so much for your investigative reporting, and we look forward to having you on again, John. You're really great. I I mean that. All right. It's a real honor to be on your show. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, everyone. There you have it. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be discussing the pros and the cons of green energy with John Katsimatidis. This is a man who's in the know, folks. It's all coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a businessman, expert on energy, and the owner, guys, the owner of the Red Apple Media. Please join me in welcoming John Casamitides to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, before I actually talk to John, I just want you to know a couple of facts about this man, if you don't already know it. He's not only the owner, president, and chairman, and CEO of Bristides Foods in New York City. Uh, people all know what that grocery chain is in Manhattan. He's uh, the president and chairman of the Red Apple Group, a real estate as well as an aviation com- uh, company. Uh, he's all, he also knows gas and oil. He is the CEO of the Red Apple Group subsidiary United Refining Company. Uh, not only that, he's got his own morning talk show right before us uh, on, the, uh, on so many stations along the East Coast in Florida. Now, uh, we're going to talk to John in just a minute, uh, and so I am looking forward to getting his take on the fact that they want to take my gas stove away from me. Joining us is John Katsimatidis, uh, who, as I just said, is the owner, operator, president, chairman, and chief man of the Red Apple Media Network, the Red Apple Group. Uh, John, look, this week, uh, the nanny state, the Biden administration, uh, is considering a nationwide ban on gas stoves. And they cite the, quote, harmful pollutants released by the appliances, according to a report that was released last week. Now, John, you know a lot about oil and gas and what's going on in America. Can you talk to us, number one, about the impact it will have if we're all faced or forced to get electric stoves? Well, first of all, everybody I've met, from my wife to, to my assistants in the office, said, I hate electric stoves. I hate the, the way electric stoves cook. It's got a different... Uh, uh, different from gas stoves and different from a flame. Uh, and I was with a very prominent New Yorker uh, the other day that uh, goes to a lot of restaurants. And he says, it's going to hurt your restaurant business. Interesting. That's right. You know what, John Casamitidis, you're right. So all, anybody's a good chef cooks with gas. Not that I'm saying I'm a good chef, but I, I had an electric stove, John, in Florida. I hated it. I just you, it's not as quick. It doesn't respond as well. Uh, and it just is not the way real cooks cook. But let's talk about the impact. They say my now, rating the of quick question. Thing, why yeah. are they doing it? Why are they doing it? I mean, if we're going to have electric cars and electric stoves and, and everything electric, if the electricity goes down, we can't eat, we can't drive. We're going to be out of business completely. Well, and you know what, John, this past week with the FAA downing all those planes when the, the, the airspace was like dead like it was on 9-11 21 years ago, you know, they don't have any backup systems. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. 
And my my fear right now is that our electric grid and and is 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 balkanized. It's like a third world nation. They're just a, a bunch of different uh, substations that get attacked all the time. And whether it's a cyber attack or a physical shootout like we've seen, we are vulnerable. I I agree one hundred percent. And uh, you saw what happened in Texas uh, when they had those big storms. Texas was almost out of business. Now, the, the, the entire, we're not going to be able, Janine, we're not going to be able to run our country mm-hmm. on solar and, and on uh, uh, windmills. You know, we could, look, to make everybody feel good, we, can, we could do some solar. If you want your, your, hot, or your, your, your uh, uh, hot water heater to be done by solar, it may work. And, you know, wind may work, but you can't run the whole country on, on, on that. The only substitute for fossil fuels someday is nuclear energy. And, and in Europe, France and Germany have already named nuclear energy as a green energy. Really? Why yes. are we so afraid of it, John? Why? You know, we got a lot of people that are tiptoeing through the tulips. <laughs> well said. You know, that pretty much says it all. But, you know, this thing about the gas stoves, and I want to just go back to it for a second. Well, all they say is, look, it's really, they're not talking about the environment. They're saying it's bad for your health. And then when people say, well, with these potential hazards, you know how you can lower your risk uh, if you have a gas stove? Ventilate. Use an exhaust hood. Uh, you know, consider buying an air purifier. This is what the New York Times says. You know what? It's the nanny state. John Katsimatidis, it is the nanny state. You understand what they're doing here. It's empowering China. We uh, With our electric cars, with the lithium batteries that are being made in China, China's, uh, China is creating all kinds of coal-powered plants. They're, well, they're, 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 it, China is creating another 2,000 plants. Anything, uh, you know, in 2023, anything that we do to save energy, China is wasting 10 times over. And not only are they wasting it, John, it's the same air that we're breathing. It's not like the air over China just stays in China. I mean, it, it's crazy. And, you know, it seems like other countries are, are proceeding and advancing in the United States going backward. Look, this week when we had the, uh, you know, the shutdown at the, at the airports, I checked it. The Kabul airport in Afghanistan was, those planes were flying. Pyongyang in North Korea was flying. Beijing airport, everybody was flying. Why is this happening to us? Why is our grid so vulnerable? Why are our backups not working? And they want to take away a basic fundamental gas stove, which you know, is, is, is just, a, just a little bit of the problem. They want to control us, John. Well, you can't make everything run on one item, on electricity. By the way, the electricity is not made 100% from, uh, from green energy. Electricity is made from, from coal factories, from, from so many, from gas and coal, etc. So it's not necessarily green to do what they want to do. Well, it is John Casamitidis. And, you know, I just found this out this week, and I think it's fascinating. I love talking to you, and I, I don't know how much time we have left, but some of these big vessels 
that uh, cross the oceans. One vessel crossing the ocean emits as much uh, uh, carbon as 58 million cars. So they're picking on the, 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 the individual, and they're not looking at the bigger problems. I mean, they're just trying to change our life. And the truth is, John, I mean, do you see, let's assume, let me, let me, John Casamitidis, okay? We're talking to John Casamitidis, who, of course, is the owner, president, and chairman of, of the uh, Red Apple Group. Uh, but let's assume that we got a new president. The new president, if he's a Republican in 24, he can change all of this, can't he or she? Well, I mean, I, that General Motors has committed to President Biden that they want to be 100 percent electric by 2030, 2035. Oh my God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to short the stock. That's my opinion, because if they're going to spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on, on a product that. Look, I, that Americans are not going to buy in that, in, in that fashion. I believe, look, if American people want electric cars, yes, we should have them. But it, can't, it should not be mandatory. Right. It should be optional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. And you know what, John? Your, your senior citizens on a fixed income, they can't afford an electric vehicle. And by the way, we don't have an infrastructure that can support the electric vehicle yet. I mean, you can go, you know, from your home to your job if it's like 10, 12 miles away. But forget it if you really want to travel. Am I right or wrong about that? I was in Buffalo last week. Mm -hmm. And a a, a friend of mine says my daughter insisted on on having an electric vehicle. And and I got, she says, I said, okay. And then she said to me, uh, uh, that can I borrow your your, your car because I got to go to Baltimore? And he says to her, "Aren't you going to take your car?" Oh, I can't, I'm not going to take an electric vehicle all the way to Baltimore from Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, because she knows what's going to happen. She's going to be stranded. She's going to be, gonna be stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know we should make it optional. Let's see how people like it. Let's let's stay on top of, of making sure it's more efficient because I'm not sure that it's more green than mm. they're making out to be. Uh, somebody is pushing somebody is pushing our country in different directions. And I, I Janine, mm. I you know, I've been right most of my life about things. That's why I'm successful. Mm-hmm. There's something rotten in Washington. Well, there's no question there's something rotten, John Casamitidis, and there's no question. You have have been successful in so many different areas, and I'm not saying this because you own the Red Apple Group. I'm talking about you as a man, all right, whether it's a supermarket, whether it's oil refining, whether it's building, you know, uh, buildings or apartment buildings, you know, a a radio show, uh, a whole network. I mean, we could go on and on about your successes, and, you know, you came from Greece. You started in the Upper West Side, and you know it is a—it's a story. It's a—it's a rags to riches story. So you get it. But here's the problem: I believe you know this whole thing is all connected in, in terms of like now these classified documents with with uh, Joe Biden at his home in the garage, as if you don't. And he says the garage is locked. Cogwash! You got your car there. Hunter Biden lives there. I want them to do a fingerprint on those classified documents and see who from China has had access to that since China funded that UPenn 
uh, um, uh, office that he had, and now he's got him at home where his drug-addicted son lives and who sold us out to the Chinese. And I don't really care about Hunter. I only care about the president. And a lot stinks in China. And I'm glad that Eric Swalwell is off of the committee uh, uh, of intelligence along with Schiff and, and Ilhan Omar off of foreign affairs. But, John, do you think, John Kasimatidis, my last question to you, do you think that Americans are going to be able to get back on track from all this lunacy where we're being mandated? And it started with COVID. Um, I hope I, I hope people, I hope the American people go back on track. Uh, it seems like I don't understand what the Chinese were sending airplanes into uh, Italy with people with COVID on it. I, I, I don't understand that our government doesn't realize that we may be there's something wrong why why were they sending those airplanes with covid on it to milan were they planning to send the same airplanes back to new york Mm -hmm. i am concerned that our country is under attack not by bullets not Mm -hmm. by missiles not by nuclear bombs but psychologically and and systematically and that is my biggest concern and if i didn't have that same concern about how do i operate my companies i would have been bankrupt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a ceo has to be very very careful on well, all concerns on running companies and running our country is joe biden a good ceo i'm worried a lot of americans are worried A lot of Americans are worried about the influence of China over the United States. And, you know, this thing with the classified documents, you know, six years they've had them. And all of a sudden we're sending all kinds of business to China. And, um, you know, we're giving all kinds of money to third world countries because of the damage of climate change and all this lunacy. Uh, it is it is very frightening. And John Katsimatidis, I mean, you are in a business you know, with your refining company, how much has that company suffered? It suffers a great deal. and it, But it's not me suffering. It's the American people who are suffering. The price of gasoline, the price, uh, the price of food, because food is being transported by diesel fuels to, to the stores, and that's where the increase is. Uh, the factories that make the food or, or create the packaging is run by diesel fuel. So it, it's all started. The price, the inflation started the day uh, President Biden made fossil fuels the enemy of the people. We're begging. We're begging Venezuela to buy oil from them. We're begging Saudi Arabia for oil, and North America has all the oil we need for the next 100 years. China, our competition, our possible enemy, I hate to use the word enemy, I want them to be our friends. Uh, They're doing whatever the heck they want. We're restricting ourselves, and China, Russia, do whatever they want. We are going to fall behind. And I am afraid that our military is going to fall behind with the woke culture they're trying to instill in our military. It's frightening, John. John Casamitidis, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time, John. I know how busy you are. Thank you. Thank you, and have a great, happy new year. And my new year uh, resolution, I hope we spend more time together in the new year. Yes, yes, I would love that. 
All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there is a man with a great deal of wisdom, everyone. He knows the game. He doesn't just talk the talk. He has walked the walk. Never forget. That's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up here next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. John Casamitidis said it best. We don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. We want you to be a part of the America first. Since Joe Biden came into office, it has been America last. From the shutting down of the XL Keystone Pipeline to infuriating the Canadians who had a deal that was part of that, where the oil would flow, from Canada through the United States to the mandating of the, you know, everything electric and pretty much staying totally non-transparent with respect to what is going on in this country other than the dictates. We are now in a country where America is last. The closing of all airports in the United States on Wednesday morning, the silence in the airs over, in the air over America, not heard since... 9-11, 21 years ago, is frightening. Our grids are not as hardened as they need to be. And we are now in a position where we're taking America off for energy independence and forcing us to go on hand and bended knee to Venezuela, to Saudi Arabia, to ask them for oil. Folks, this doesn't make sense. This does not make sense. I'm not, you know, at this point, there, there's no sense blaming But what we've got to do is understand we can't live like this. We can't live in a country where people are mandated to do things that they can't afford, mandated to do things that are not beneficial to us in the long run, while we look at a president who seems to have connections to our enemies, to the Communist Chinese Party, $55 million going into the Penn Biden Center where classified documents are held. And the left says, nothing to see here, folks. Don't worry about it. And then we find out there are more documents in his garage, in Joe Biden's garage. Those documents are six years old, folks. They've been there for six years. And unlike Donald Trump, Joe Biden doesn't have the authority to declassify. Did Joe Biden, even though we actually found classified documents in this garage, I mean, where the garbage men probably have the garbage to take out, you know, he's not getting he's not getting bombarded. In, you know, the early morning hours, guns are blazing to search his house. This is not right, folks. The justice system is not on par with what it's been. You know, in America, we pride ourselves on having a system about law and order that respects the right of the little man just as much as everyone else. But you and I both know it's not working now. It's not happening that way. And our job going forward is to make sure that people are accountable. I'm tired of politics. You're tired of politics. I'm tired of people shouting at each other. What we've got to do is just get people who believe in America. And I don't want people like Eric Swalwell, who has a communist spy that he's been dating, who's working in his campaign office, and then they keep him on the Intelligence Committee with access to with the security clearance. 
This is not right, folks. It's not. So what we've got to do for the next, you know, till 2024, when we vote for our next president, we've got to look out for ourselves, for our country, our children, and make sure that the America First agenda is back. If we don't, we're in big trouble. I'm tired of seeing shelves that look like third world countries. I'm tired of us not having, you know, things like, uh, you know, a baby, uh, uh, some of the baby food, the baby powder, a baby formula for our kids while we have them for the illegals stocked. You know, I'm happy for the illegals, but don't you dare put the American citizen behind anyone else. Anyway, I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next week. Same time, same place for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And you know what? Remember, this is America. Support her, believe in her, and fight for her. God bless. 